Income planning for retirement is critical. Planning for tax-free income is liberating. We'll explore these options and more in today's show. Discover retirement concepts you need to know. When you're hitting that magic age of 65, you need to really start to do your research. Learn how to navigate through economic uncertainty. And anybody can retire. It's whether you can stay retired. That is the real point. A successful retirement doesn't happen by accident. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam Welcome once again to Your Retirement. I'm consumer advocate Chuck Caton and here for Dual Financial Strategies, where they give you their wonderful retirement lifestyle review, is Luke Von Abel. He's uh, here today representing Sam and Andy, who are on assignment here. And Luke, uh, great to have you on the show this week. And I know we're going to talk about uh, some timely topics here, because uh, at Dual Financial Strategies, I know... Uh, that you have your client's best interest in mind. And uh, well, you probably have run into this uh, statement. It's not that I don't want to pay taxes, uh, but about planning for retirement, it's important uh, to uh, consider how these taxes uh, can gnaw away at your nest egg, as you mentioned before, when you reach the golden year. So uh, our folks in the audience of the Fox Valley here want to get uh, involved on uh, some of the work that we need to do in advance to make sure that we're not overpaying taxes, right, Luke? Absolutely, yeah. I find that most people, they're okay paying their fair share. They just don't want to pay any more than their fair share. So that's where that's where we come into play here with some of these topics that we're going to go over today. Yeah, absolutely. And starting off with a good old Roth account, because if you throw money into a Roth, uh, you, you won't be taxed later when you extract it, right? Right. So if you save money directly into the Roth version of the individual retirement account, or the 401k for that matter, you are basically setting yourself up for a straightforward tax-free income in retirement. You basically paid the taxes on the front end, and then when you withdraw them, you're not paying any taxes. So while your contributions, this is another way to say the same thing, are tax deductible, um, as they are with the traditional IRA or 401k distributions after they're made that magic number for people in retirement is 59 and a half so after 59 and a half you start taking distributions those are tax-free now the maximum amount you want to consider putting into these types of instruments whether it's an IRA or a 401 or an IRA or a Roth IRA we're talking about the Roth IRA here is six thousand dollars a year now if you are over the age of 50 they will let you do what's called a catch-up provision, so you can add an additional $1,000 per year. So that's $7,000 per person. Married couple could do $14,000. However, that amount starts to phase out depending on the amount of income that you make at $125,000 a year for a single tax filer and at $198,000 for a married couple filing jointly. So you can see that depending on your income, you may not even qualify for directly contributing to a Roth IRA. And there's some other options and tools available to you should you want to get money in a tax-free zone. All right, let's now, talk. Yeah, let's oh, talk a ahead. little bit about 401ks. Now, what about what's the difference between that Roth IRA and a Roth 401k then? Very good question. So the, the 401k, this is employer-sponsored account. So your 401k is always going to be with the company you're with or a previous company. Now, 
there's no income cap, so there's no limit like there is for the IRA, and you can contribute more. So you can contribute up to $19,500 this year into the 401k. If you're over the age of 50, they'll give you a catch-up provision of not just 1000 but for the 401k, it's $6,500 a year. So total of $26,000 a year that you can put into your 401k, and that does not include the contributions that could be coming from your employer in the form of a match. So it's so. really good to have that uh, ability to uh, put money into tax uh, different, well, tax-free accounts uh, in the future. Now, and we're trying to uh, mention in this segment with Luke Van Abel of uh, Dual Financial Strategies how you can save on taxes. And another one is uh, something that probably a lot of people uh, have not uh, put first of mind, and you can help us out with the health savings accounts. Yes. Health savings accounts are one of the most, in, in my nine years of experience, they're one of the most underutilized tools that's available to people for tax-free retirement. Now, here's the deal. The, the health savings account, this is, as the name implies, this is for using for you know medical expenses in retirement traditionally. But you do have to have what's called a high-yield deductible health insurance plan in order to qualify. So it's not that everybody even qualifies for one of these. But if you do have a high-yield deductible plan, you can put money into the HSA, and it is what we like to call triple tax advantaged, meaning you don't pay any taxes up front, you don't pay any taxes as that money grows, and if it's pulled out for a qualifying expense for medical, then you don't pay any taxes there. So when we're talking about saving money on taxes, this is this is a go-to strategy here. Um, and unlike you know a similarly named flexible spending account, you don't have to spend the HSA money within a certain time time frame. So HSA contributions are tax deductible, as I mentioned. The gains grow tax-free. Withdraws can be used for qualify if they're used for qualifying medical expenses. They are penalty-free and tax-free. So when we're talking about contribution amounts, what are the limits? What are kind of the ceilings that can go into here? You can contribute $3,600 to an HSA in 2021 if you're just a single person. If you have a family, you can go twice that, up to $7,200 a year. And if you're over the age of 55, they let you do an extra $1,000. So a married couple could could put 8200 bucks into this account tax-free. Unbelievable. And this is uh, something that people should uh, consider. And, uh, of course, Luke Van Abel and the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies can help you exactly do that. And uh, the way you can reach them is at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. We're talking about uh, cutting down taxes, learning to put some income into tax-free uh, instruments. And so, Luke, let's talk about municipal bonds now. Yeah, these are bonds that are issued by either states, counties, maybe cities, um, to fund different public projects that are out there. And the interest you earn on these munis, as they call them, or municipal bonds, is generally not subject to federal tax. The bond is issued in your state of residence, it also may be tax-free at the state level as well. If you buy these munis in a state and you don't live in, uh, let me back up on that. If you buy munis in a state, you don't live in 
you have to pay any state taxes for those. Now, one other consideration that you want to make with the municipal bonds, especially as we're talking about retirement planning and so forth here at Dual Financial Strategies, is that there could be some taxation or some um, some impact, if you will, on your Social Security because the interest on the municipal bonds, while it might not be taxed when it comes to Social Security time, that interest is calculated in determining whether your Social Security is taxed or not. So that's something you want to keep in mind. Yeah, and that's very important because those tax rates can any be, or the tax amount on your Social Security can be anywhere from 50% of your Social Security to 85%, depending on that, uh, as you say, bulk provisional income. If you combine that with any other income you may have, if you uh, maybe work part-time in retirement, you've got to count that as well. So uh, we're talking here with Luke Van Abel, and uh, we're going to try to capitalize uh, while we can now with the rates lower on long-term capital gains, right? Right. So we're shifting gears here. We're not talking about the IRAs anymore. You know, that's tax-deferred money. Um, traditional IRAs taxed at what we call ordinary income. We're talking about money that might be invested outside of those types of um, instruments. This might be real estate or something like that, a second property. But the other sort of tax is capital gains rates. And when we talk about long-term, long-term, we just mean an asset that you've held for more than one year. Once you go over one year, there's more favorable rates uh, for tax purposes. So for long-term gains, the tax rate depends on your income. But if you're a single tax filer with up to $40,000 in income or a married couple with twice that, $80,000, the tax rate is zero. So there's incredible opportunities here to maybe rake some of that cream off the top, some of the profits, take some of the profits and still fall into a zero tax rate. Or... Maybe you start to dip into the next tax bracket, but we're still taking it out in a pretty favorable situation, especially, as you mentioned, Chuck, when we consider the tax rates that we're in today. Very Absolutely. Low. Yeah, and it, it is very true. Life insurance plays a part, or annuities play a part, too, and try to save you taxes, right, Luke? They certainly do. Um, permanent life insurance policies generally come with much higher premiums than term, but part of the reason for this is that there's a saving aspect built right into these policies. So depending on the specifics, these so-called cash value life insurance policies can be used for retirement income that is not subject to taxes. It's almost like having a super Roth. It would be tax similar. You don't pay any taxes on that distribution. And similarly, annuities can provide income streams in retirement, which is so important as we kind of go into that voluntary unemployment stage that we all call retirement. And if you use the after-tax money, to fund one, just the interest is taxable, generally speaking. Excellent. So as we wrap up this segment, we touched on Social Security, and I don't think anybody lives on Social Security alone, though, do they? Mostly not. The vast majority of people, especially in our area, has, have stewarded their money really well, and they've got additional retirement savings that we need to account for when we're talking about the overall tax strategy. So when we want to talk about uh, doing the right things in retirement, for those of you in the Fox Valley, remember it's your retirement. And uh, the Retirement Lifestyle Plan and the review 
can be yours, no cost, no obligation from Dual Financial Strategies. Uh, whether you give a call to Luke Van Abel or to Sam Dual or to Andy School or anybody at the team, they serve you in the Fox Valley, Green Bay to Appleton because it is your retirement. And make that phone call right now. No cost, no obligation for uh, your assessment and your review. Maybe you're in retirement and maybe you want a second opinion. You can get one from Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And when you meet with Sam or Andy or Luke, Sam has uh, penned a book called Purpose Determines Placement. And he'll give you a free copy of that, too, when you make that no-cost, no-obligation appointment to visit with them. Once again, it's 866-203-7486, 866-203-7486. Luke Van Abel is with us this week. And uh, what's coming up next, Luke? If you're 50-something, retirement is getting closer than you think. When we come back, we'll look at some mistakes to avoid and offer some ideas to help get you to that next stage of life that we call retirement. This is Your Retirement. I'm consumer advocate Chuck Caton, and uh, this week we have Luke Van Abel uh, in studio with us here for Dual Financial Strategies. And remember, they've got over 20 years of experience in the uh, uh, financial realm, the retirement planning realm, and uh, they can give you that no-cost, no-obligation retirement lifestyle review, and the way you can get a hold of them again, as we said before the break, is 866-203-7486. All right, Luke, I'm a little over 50-something, but uh, <laughs> and I won't uh, really divulge my age, uh, but it's natural to start thinking about uh, retirement more seriously, even though I am not fully retired, but in fact, some of our listeners, uh, in fact, at age 50, uh, might uh, think it's a per- and it is a perfect time when you get into that uh, uh, retirement red zone, maybe 10 to 15 years before retirement. You got to think about where you stand regarding your retirement security. So let's dig into this now and uh, talk about some of the uh, the pitfalls and some of the ways you can avoid some of the uh, uh, kind of potholes in retirement here uh, to make sure you're retiring uh, securely and safely. And I guess. Uh, one of the things that could be a mistake when you've got a lot of time to save is getting a little bit too conservative with your investments. Uh, you want to be as aggressive as you can, I guess, to a certain point, right? Right. We, you want to take the right approach for you, but too often or periodically we'll see people that um, they're naturally starting to think about retirement in their 50s, and so they're thinking, well, hey, I need to dial the reins back um, when it comes to the risk. And so... You know, after all, once you are retired, you can't afford to lose a significant amount of your savings and you don't want, you know, to miss out on those earnings that could be providing you um, the income that you need in retirement. However, getting too conservative with your investments can cause a problem because at, let's say, 50 years old, you might have 40 more years of life left at that point. So switching your entire portfolio over to say CDs or municipal bonds or savings could cripple your retirement savings plan, especially because, you know, things are just costing more money out there, right? So inflation is going up at two, three, four percent a year. Well, if your investments are only producing one, well, you can go broke really safely too. 
Well, that's absolutely true. And another thing you may misassess as you approach retirement is, uh, well, well, you're working now. You know how much you make. You know how much you budget every month for your expenses. But when you're in retirement, you, you might have a little cloudiness there with respect to what you're going to need, depending upon what you want to do in retirement. And that's where you can sit down with somebody and uh, figure that all out, right? Because I think a lot of people probably underestimate their expenses in retirement, don't they? They do, because too often I think we hear different rules of thumb that suggest, well, you only need to live on 70% of what you were making while you were working. And people just kind of carry that over into retirement. But there's not really this one-size-fits-all approach to determining what your retirement expenses are. You really have to take the time to sit down and say, okay, what are my actual expenses? What have they been? And what, what might change in retirement? Because, you know, you go into retirement, we're all getting a little bit older. We have to account for medical expenses going up. Probably in the past, you haven't been needed that as much, hopefully. Hopefully, you've been healthy. And if you want to have some fun in retirement, maybe do a little traveling, maybe pick up some additional hobbies or hone in some other hobbies, that's going to cost some money as well. So it's not just this standard, oh, it's going to cost you 30% less than it did before. You really want to take a look at what what what's your spending needs in retirement absolutely we're talking to luke van abel uh, here of dual financial strategies i'm chuck caton and we are talking about uh, how you can prepare yourself for retirement by understanding some things and i think that uh, in order to uh, talk about your expenses uh, we're always assuming uh, it may not be 100% of the cases out there that you don't have a mortgage either. I mean, that's an, a major expense that you can have if you don't pay it off uh, prior to retirement. Right. Yeah, that is a big piece of the puzzle. Um, and I think most most people, especially in our area in the Midwest here, they, they'd like to go into retirement without a mortgage just to kind of take some of the pressure off. Absolutely. All right. What are some of the other mistakes that could be made? Uh, I think when you're working... Uh, if you are in a situation where you uh, get matching uh, funds for your 401k from your employer, not taking advantage of the catch-up uh, contributions when you uh, pass uh, a certain age uh, is something that can be detrimental. It, it's something it's icing on the cake if you do take advantage of it, right? It is. You mentioned two really important things, that, that catch-up provision being one. So once you go over age 50, them allowing you to to add that extra $1,000 or that $6,500 into the 401k, but also leaving leaving match funds on the table. Hopefully you're not doing that, but if you aren't at a place where you're receiving the full match from your company, you've got to get the contributions up to that limit so that, I mean, that's free money coming in, right, Chuck? Absolutely. I mean, they're yeah. just... They're just giving it to you for making the contribution. So that's a that's a pretty good return on your money. All right. So if you're 50 or older, how much more can you uh, add to your uh, 401k to catch up, so to speak? So 6500 can go into the 401k and the IRA. So this is a separate amount and you can do both. You can do an extra $1,000 into the IRAs. All right. Let's uh, take a, a look at uh, something that a lot of people neglect, <laughs> plain and simple. They don't update their estate documents because I think we feel that we're uh, hale and healthy. We're going to uh, maybe not live forever, but live at least suitably enough that we don't have to worry about it. We can shove it down the road a little bit when we uh, talk about some of our uh, uh, legal documents that uh, will assign uh, uh, money to uh, loved ones. But uh, if you don't update it, you could be in trouble. 
You could. And it seems like over the years we've seen a slight uptick in more people um, doing estate planning, having wills, having trusts. But it's it's something like 50 to 60 percent still don't have a will. Um, and for those, you know, maybe in the 50 percent realm that do or maybe have a revocable trust or something like that, you may have checked the box and said, hey, I've completed this. But what you don't want to miss is making updates to that, especially with the SECURE Act that went through last year. There's incredible amounts of changes that happened. You want to make sure the verbiage in there is proper. And you also want to be sure that your wishes are carried out the way that you want them to be. Absolutely. That is very, very important. Uh, And again, we're talking uh, to you that are approaching retirement, maybe you're in your 50s right now. Do that preparation and let Dual Financial Strategies help you with it. 866-203-7486. Estate planning is huge, but not planning a Social Security strategy is also huge, isn't it, Luke? Oh, absolutely. This is one of the single largest assets that people have when we look at you know a 20 or 25 year retirement this is there is so much money that comes out of social security so the truth is that you have to actively claim your social security benefits and deciding when to take them can have significant impacts on the lifetime benefit it can also affect a spouse if you're married and the amount of benefit that he or she will receive And although Social Security retirement benefits can um, be taken as early as 62, um, the full retirement age for most Americans right now is 67 years old. Uh, That used to be around the 65 mark, and it slowly started to tick up. But the maximum benefit to you for taking Social Security comes at age 70. So you might be thinking, why would I want to defer payments? Well, because the amount that you receive from Social Security annually goes up by about 8% a year. So this means that by waiting an extra year, you receive 8%. If you wait six months, you receive 4%. So that increase is permanent for the rest of your life. So this can have a significant impact on the amount of income flowing into you in retirement time. I think you've got to be mature, too, and prudent about when you want to retire, because retiring too early uh, might just kind of uh, scrub your uh, all your planning. And that's where uh, you can consult with people and uh, make them maybe not come off the off the ledge or get off the ledge of uh, jumping into retirement too soon. Right. You know, if if you have all your ducks in a row, you've saved, you know you have enough to com- comfortably retire, sure, you can retire. But you, if you don't know, then you certainly want to talk with a professional about, you know, I'm thinking about retiring at X age. And maybe it's early because it's in your 50s and traditionally people are retiring a little later than that. But you want to do the planning ahead of time to know, is this sustainable can I draw out the amount of money that I need in retirement and not run out of money at some point down the road? Because that is one of people's biggest fears going into retirement. Well, collectively, as we wrap up this segment, look, we have to say that we have to put all our thoughts in one basket, so to speak, and pay attention to a retirement strategy and visit with a financial advisor on great occasion, whether it's annually, semi-annually, or monthly, just to be secure in your retirement strategy. Yeah, I mean, you want to be meeting with someone regularly to check up on the income that you're receiving. Is it adequate? Is it meeting the needs? 
of course, the investments. You want to be taking a look at the investment strategy to make sure that that is still fitting the bill and that you are invested in the right areas. There's so many things that are important to uh, review um, because a retirement plan is not a set in stone strategy. There's changes that are going to come from administrations. Taxes may change. We have to use those things to our advantage and plan for them so that, again, you don't pay more than your fair share of taxes and keep the most money in your pocket. Sound advice from Luke Van Abel of Dual Financial Strategies. And uh, if something resonates with you that we're talking about on this program, all you have to do is give him a call to make that appointment, no cost, no obligation, uh, to get that uh, retirement lifestyle review that they will give you at 866-203-7486. Sam, Andy, Luke, all at your service at 866-203-7486 to make sure that they can put a roadmap together for your retirement, make sure you think about all the things, estate planning, uh, making sure your uh, documents are up to uh, speed, as well as are you saving enough for retirement if you're in that retirement red zone. Once again, it's 866-203-7486 because Retirement Lifestyle Review is very, very important for you. That's 866-203-7486 to make uh, an appointment right now. Give them a call to make that no-cost, no-obligation retirement lifestyle review for you. Maybe you need a second opinion. They can give it to you as well. No-cost, no-obligation from Dual Financial Strategies. We've got to take a break. Luke, what's coming up next? You know about what it costs to run your household on a monthly basis, and you know you should be padding that emergency fund. But are you? When we come back, the little things that can cause big problems in retirement. Once again, we are back here for Dual Financial Strategies. I'm Chuck Caton. We've got Luke Van Abel in studio today. And uh, this is all about your retirement, the Your Retirement Show. And uh, I think we're going to hit the nail on the head uh, with uh, some things with some of our listeners that they may be uh, culpable uh, with because we sometimes can be our own worst enemy, can't we, Luke? Uh, so oh, you want to sure. break down? Yeah, yeah. You want to break down six things that uh, our listeners should be doing uh, or not be doing. Uh, you don't want to sabotage your retirement. You might not even know you're doing it. And uh, the bottom line is uh, we want to make everybody feel comfortable and safe in retirement. I know Dual Financial Strategies has uh, as a fiduciary wants their uh, people to uh, have uh, the best in retirement because the people at Dual uh, have your best interest in mind. But again, we can be our own worst enemies. And one of the reasons is, and I can't believe people don't think of this, uh, you don't have a budget. You just spend willy-nilly, and you can't do that when you get into retirement, can you, Luke? No, you really can't. Um, Everyone needs a budget or a spending plan, and it's not a fun thing to talk about. I mean, no one wants to feel like they're being restricted or can only spend so much money in a certain category. But a budget is just telling you where your money goes so that you know where it's going, what it's getting used for. But this plays such a pivotal role in retirement planning, understanding what your expenses are going to be um, so that proper plan can be put in place to be sure that you don't run out of money. And I find that so often when people go through this process, do the budget, do the spending plan, 
they're relieved to know at the end when the plan is put in place. And they're so glad that they did this process because then they feel they feel some more peace going into retirement, knowing that they can comfortably do that. Yeah, we're talking here with Luke Van Abel of Dual Financial Strategies about things that you may not even realize you're doing to sabotage your retirement. And number two, you may not be automating savings and, uh, well, not making debt payments. And this is something that uh, people uh, say they will do a lot. They'll save, save, save. But do they save enough? And are they keeping debt down? Right. This is a big one today. And there's been studies done on this. And according to a recent uh, retirement confidence survey, 70% of American workers say debt is having a negative impact on their ability to save for retirement. And in addition to that, 55% of workers say they are unable to save for retirement and save for other financial goals at the same time. So what are you doing about getting that debt paid down? And um, once you do, you know, setting up the contributions on automatic to kind of pay yourself first, you know, you might have automatic bill pay for other places set up to automatically pay yourself into the retirement accounts so that one day you can retire. Yeah, that's something that I think people don't uh, do enough of uh, when they assess their monthly situation. They don't realize that if you keep a high credit card debt, that's just eating into the money you want to save, right? Right. I mean, it's just less dollars that you have to put somewhere else. All right. This is a touchy one. We do all have people that we love in our life, whether it's a, a son, a daughter, maybe a nephew, maybe a niece, maybe it's a, a brother or sister. I can't imagine my sister living in my basement, though, Luke. I don't know if you could <laughs> ever conceive of that. I mean, she's in her 60s, so that'd be pretty tough. But uh, what if you're in a situation where you're supporting somebody, and it may not even be a family member, at your own expense? That can be real detrimental. you got to think of yourself first. It'd be a little selfish, shouldn't you, as you approach retirement? I think if we're just... if we're thinking about the numbers and, and maybe you're behind in retirement. Um, you certainly want to think about the impact that it's going to have on your retirement savings, because if you take somebody in, you know, there's additional expenses for that um, and so forth. But there's also a kind of a the other side of the coin here, right? I mean, there's more to life than just money. And some of the relationship, I mean, the relationships that we have in our life, those are the most important things to us when we when we just boil everything down so sometimes i think um you know we have to we have to be wise in deciding whether it's really loving to take them in or are we just enabling them to maybe continue to make poor choices but if this is truly a, a situation where they've just fallen on hard times that are out of their control and otherwise they've maybe been responsible individuals you know i think there's a time and a place to say yeah, I'll I'll support you for this, um, maybe with some some guardrails in place and some boundaries in place. Yeah, you know, I, I'm part of the sandwich society, I guess, or I was at one time, where you take care of your kids, their college education needs, but you also, I, in my case, I had to take care of a uh, my mom who started to get dementia for a while. And, you know, we were lucky we had the means to do it, but we're talking that too. I mean, sometimes people are in a position where they're taking care of their parents now, uh, at the uh, sacrifice of their own uh, retirement uh, income, right, right, and that can have that can have you know detrimental effects because we're seeing the cost for 
care and the loss out on wages and benefits over a lifetime, I mean, that could easily be a few hundred thousand dollars a year just because, you know, you're out of the workplace, not making those retirement contributions. So something to give serious consideration to the impact that it's going to have on you personally. Yeah. All right. Uh, We're talking about six things that could sabotage your retirement if you're not careful. And number four is you're relying on working in retirement. But, uh, well, sometimes your employer has something to say about that and they might boot you out the door and you may not be able to find something you like even part time. That's true. And I think another thing with people going into retirement is that they they think that, well, I'm going to retire from this full-time job that you've had that maybe you haven't enjoyed fully, and I'm going to go out and find something part-time or full-time that maybe you enjoy more. And um, another survey recently found that 82% of workers believe that they would still be working in either full-time or a part-time capacity. But what it happens in reality is that about half of that, about 40% of retirees actually were working in some sort of capacity. So I think you want to be realistic about this because that can make that can make a big impact if you're going to have twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars in part-time or full-time income coming in um, and all of a sudden, nope, that's not the reality because maybe you enjoyed retirement too much. And that's an okay thing too. Well, that's true. And, you know, it never hurts to make money, but sometimes if it uh, comes at the expense of maybe being overtaxed, you've got to be careful here and you could sabotage your own retirement by, you know, I think that's the biggest thing too, Luke. You you have people probably come and visit with you and say, well, you know, I'm going to pay less taxes in retirement. What do I have to worry about, right? But uh, one thing they may not be accounting for is uh, number five on our list, and that is we're assuming we're going to stay healthy for a long, long time, uh, but you're not accounting for rising health care costs if needed. Right. Health care costs are representing one of the most significant expenses you may encounter in retirement. Um, yet, according to another study, fewer than a third of respondents had actually tried to calculate how much they needed for medical expenses. And keep in mind that Medicare, this doesn't cover everything. Medicare kicks in at 65 and it only covers a portion of your expenses. The rest is left up to you. of households will experience out-of-pocket medical bills of more than $300,000. This is over, you know, retirement time frame. And 1% will see their out-of-pocket medical expenses more than $600,000 over the course of their retirement. So don't underestimate the the rising cost of health care and the the need for it at this new stage when you may not have needed it before. And so as we round out this segment of the six things that you may be doing unconsciously or subconsciously uh, to sabotage your retirement is the obvious. Uh, We're going to put our uh, thinking caps together and want you to be visiting with dual financial strategies because if you're not seeking professional advice, that could be a large mistake. It could. A surprising number of Americans are flying solo, if you will. Um, Even experienced and highly confident investors can benefit from some professional advice, some unbiased, maybe second opinion on the current strategy that's being taken. No matter how competent you are at managing your own financing, it's nearly impossible to do so without highly objective manner And you have to be devout of the emotion of it, which is so difficult, um, no matter who you are. 
A trusted advisor can also help you approach your finances proactively rather than reactively by understanding the rules that are out there, the tax ramifications that are out there. And when we're doing proper planning for retirement and you're seeking a professional, they should not only be thinking about this year, but five years from now, 10 years from now, and taking the emotion out and planning for those different time periods. The financial advisor you choose to guide your financial future must place your best interest at the forefront of the relationship and work in a fiduciary capacity. Absolutely. And we cannot make that definition more clear each and every week on this program, what a fiduciary is. He or she has your best interest in mind out there in your retirement planning because it is your retirement. So listen, when Luke Von Abel says to you uh, that he can put together a retirement lifestyle review perfectly for you, it's not a plan that uh, he just pulls off the shelf. Uh, Sam doesn't do that. Andy doesn't do that. And neither does Luke. They don't take uh, some uh, stock uh, plan and uh, affix it for you. It's that old square peg round hole thing. They don't do that. They make something that is uh, completely yours and completely uh, tailored to your retirement needs because they're going to sit down and talk to you about what your goals are, what your plans are, and your entire financial situation to make sure you're ready for retirement. So if you're approaching retirement or in retirement and want that second opinion, do so by calling Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Sam Dual has penned a book called Purpose Determines Placement. And it's a wonderful uh, read, and uh, he'll give that copy to you free. No cost, no obligation for a review. Maybe you have a retirement plan that you seem to be comfortable with, but you're not exactly sure. Well, uh, the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies will give you that second opinion to make sure you're on the right track in retirement. So once again, no cost, no obligation. Pick up that phone right now and give them a call to make your appointment to visit with either Sam or Andy or Luke at Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. Once again, 866-203-7486. Well, I know we've got some questions around the region And I think you'll be ready to tackle those, won't you, in our final segment, Luke? Yes, I will. This is the most important segment of the show. Listeners have been busy this week sending us plenty of questions. So when we come back, we'll tackle them. Back at Dual Financial Strategies, your retirement program. I'm Chuck Caton, consumer advocate, and uh, this week with Sam and Andy out, we have Luke Van Abel, and he's ready to tackle some of your questions. But uh, first of all, I've got to tell you that if you want to make an appointment to get uh, the best in retirement planning and uh, somebody that uh, is going to have your best interest in mind, uh, they all have your best interest in mind. Sam, Andy, and Luke at Dual Financial Strategies, give them a call at 866-203-7486. All right, Luke, you're ready to answer some questions here, I trust? Absolutely. All right, we're going to start with Bradley in Green Bay, who has a mother who is 92 years old, and she says we're planning on selling her apartment and want to know if there's a way to put the profits of that sale uh, in a trust to pay for her future health care needs. Are there any tax consequences? Now, 
uh, selling her apartment. Uh, maybe she owns one. Maybe uh, you know multi uh, residence because that. Uh, I don't think you uh, would have enough money for one apartment, but uh, I would say that uh, she must uh, uh, have a uh, you know a, a multi dwelling. And yep. uh, let's see what you have to say about that. That's a good question, Bradley. So, assuming that this is a, a multi-family residence, um, depending on the depending on the size of it, would make some determination of the overall taxes. But that's not the that's not the question here. It's a matter of how do you properly plan for the healthcare needs. Um, and yes, a, a trust can be utilized for those funds. Um, there's really two major types of trusts out there. There's your revocable living trust and an irrevocable trust. Um, the two are very different. Uh, with the revocable trust, you have uh, far more access and freedom with those funds. With the irrevocable trust, you're giving up basically control or your mother would be giving up control of those assets. Um, so especially when we're talking about an area of essentially estate planning here, I would highly recommend that you reach out to us if you're looking for a referral for somebody that kind of specializes in this area. But you want to be working with an expert that basically focuses on, like we focus on retirement and retirement planning. You want to find an estate planner that focuses on this area to protect your mom and you and the rest of the family from some unforeseen events and ensuring that the nursing home maybe doesn't get all the money if something were to happen. Absolutely, and I'm sure you know the right people. I, I'm sure you could refer Bradley to uh, some some people uh, that uh, work with you and uh, might be able to help him out. And you know, it's a key too because uh, uh, having uh, had a uh, mother myself that had to go into a uh, a long-term care facility, uh, as brief as she did go, uh, it can really eat uh, the finances up uh, terribly, uh, the way things are today. Good it advice is. by Luke. Yeah, yeah, it's true, isn't it, Luke? I mean, you see this probably uh, more often than you'd like to. Right, you do. And and we don't have any skin in that game. So if you're asking for a referral, it's not like we're getting a kickback on that or anything like that. We right. just want to see people protected and having the right strategy in place. For Absolutely. And that's why you're fiduciaries. You have uh, your client's best interest in mind. And we can't overemphasize that at all. Let's go to Wrightstown now. And Greg's got a question. He says, in retrospect, I probably made a mistake by not electing to have a spousal benefit for my wife on my military pension, but I can't go back and change it now, so how do I make sure that she has enough remaining assets to live on, assuming that I pass away first? Well, Greg, first of all, thank you for your service. Um, secondly, one of the best ways to tackle this, um, whether you've taken the spousal or not, but in this case you have not, um, could be some form of life insurance, even you know, just covering a 10-year period of time or something like that so that if, if you passed away in the next 10 years, leaving your spouse now, being that you took that pension single with no additional benefit, a really inexpensive, the most inexpensive way you can basically cover that would be some form of life insurance to cover your life and ensure that she's going to receive some benefit uh, for um, your passing and to, to make up some of the difference in the retirement expenses that she's going to need to moving forward. All right, let's go to Doris in De Pere, who just turned 65, 
and uh, plans to retire in two years. Um, do most people still have mortgage payments in retirement? Uh, I think she's asking that sheepishly. Or do they have their home paid off by the time they finish working? Now, I'm trying to figure out if I should accelerate the process of paying off my home. I figured she had a little bit of a mortgage there, didn't you, Luke? <laughs> I did. Yeah, Doris. Um, I would say most people tend to go into retirement without a mortgage. However, recently, with interest rates staying as low as they've been for quite a while, I'm seeing more people, and the number of people with mortgages going into retirement is increasing because the amount of interest that they're having to pay on that loan is so small. Um, so one of the things you have, I would um, recommend that you look at are, what is your investments making now? you know, from a return standpoint, and what are you paying in the way of interest? If your interest if on your investments is maybe exceeding or far exceeding the interest on your loan at this point, then it could make more sense to, you know, be funneling money into retirement accounts or even non-retirement accounts. Um, but if it's keeping you up at night, you know, sometimes there's the smart financial thing to do um, because the numbers in the spreadsheet say so. And then sometimes there's just peace of mind in knowing that, hey, I've got a little extra cash flow and you want to knock it down to kind of um, keep up with what other retirees are doing and take some of that pressure off of yourself in retirement to not have that big payment because that's people's largest payment going into retirement if they do have the mortgage. Absolutely. And depending on what she owes, she could always buy a lottery ticket and try to pay it off with the winnings, but I don't uh, know if we want to <laughs> recommend that. <laughs> yeah, it's we won't of, recommend that today. No, I don't think so. It's kind of a low uh, low percentage uh, uh, of uh, success rate. Let's put it that way. All right, our final question for Luke Van Abel of uh, Dual Financial Strategies today on our show, Your Retirement comes from Frank in Freedom. So we've got a little uh, consonants there, Frank in Freedom. Uh, I maxed out my IRA, or I will max out my contribution every year, and I put half of it in a traditional IRA and half in a Roth. Now, if I'm worried about tax rates increasing in the future, does it mean that I should start uh, putting all of my IRA contributions into the Roth, or am I uh, looking at this too simplistically? I'm 62, plan to retire in three years. Frank, you're, you're on the right track here. Um, kudos to you for making the contributions to the, the IRAs to begin with. But yes, if you think that tax rates are the lowest they're going to be um, and the lowest they've been, which historically when we look over the last hundred years or so, we are at about the lowest we've ever been. There's only been a, a few other years over that time period. So if you um, are feeling that tax rates can only move but basically one direction, and that is up over time, then absolutely, I'd say, you know, take the portion that's going into your traditional IRA where you're receiving that tax benefit up front. You're receiving that tax benefit on a smaller percentage, right? Because we're in a lower tax bracket. But what you really want to do is even if you've got to pay a little bit of taxes on that money going into the Roth IRA, knowing that when you start to pull that money out of the Roth at some point down the road, that money's going to be tax-free, and tax brackets could be even one or more percent higher. Now, you've kept more money in your pocket. And the other thing that you want to consider as well, Frank, is not just for you, um, assuming you have loved ones or someone that would inherit this money at some point down the road, 
by having more money in the tax-free pot, that's tax-free for you, and that's tax-free for whoever might inherit it as well. So even if you're thinking over your lifetime that tax rates may or may not go up too much, will they go up over the person inheriting its lifetime as well? All right, very, very good advice, and that's the kind of advice you'll get from Luke and uh, Andy and uh, Sam at Dual Financial Strategies with over 20 years of experience. Uh, They will construct a retirement lifestyle review. Now, we've had questions answered here uh, in this segment, but we've also talked about some of the mistakes that you can make in retirement that you can uh, uh, wipe out when you uh, have a consultation uh, with uh, either Sam or Andy or Luke at Dual Financial Strategies. And the way you can do that at no cost and no obligation is to give them a call right now and make that appointment at 866-203-7486. That is 866-203-7486. Sam Duell has penned a book called Purpose Determines Placement, and he'll give you a free copy of it as well. Again, no cost, no obligation consultation. Don't make a mistake in retirement. Make sure you've got your documents, your estate plan, your power of attorney. Uh, They can do it all for you and also give you the best advice when it comes to uh, your retirement planning because it is your retirement, not anybody else's. It's not your next-door neighbors. It's not relatives. Um, It is your retirement, and they will construct a plan that is uniquely uh, salient for you. So once again, give them a call. No cost, no obligation to make that appointment, whether you're approaching retirement or in retirement and maybe want that second opinion, give them a call at 866-203-7486. Dual Financial Strategies. And they serve the Fox Valley extremely well. All right, Luke, it's been a wonderful show. I'm sure you've got some final thoughts here uh, with the uh, consultation of both Sam and Andy. I know you're speaking for them today. It was a wonderful show. It was great working with you. And uh, your final thoughts. Yeah, thanks, Chuck. Um, you, you touched on the retirement lifestyle review. And, um, you know, that may sound like this rigid process that we have over here at Dual Financial Strategies, but it is not. Um, it is an opportunity to sit down with one of the one of us. Um, if you've been listening to the show today, uh, maybe you've been listening to the show for a while and you're starting to have more questions, um, you're not alone. Uh, that's what that time is for. That first time we sit down is just for you to bring your questions, for us to discuss what's going on in your world, um, and not even craft a plan. We're just getting to know one another. Um, is there um, ultimately from there a mutual fit? Um, and can we help you? I mean, that's something we will be honest and upfront with you. If we can help you, we'll let you know. Um, and if we determine that there's a mutual fit and we can help you, then we'll discuss what a relationship would, would look like. Uh, but there's no obligation to work with us. We just would love the opportunity to help kind of educate you and steer you in the right direction for your retirement. Thank you, Luke. So for Luke Van Abel, Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, and everybody at Duell Financial Strategies, I'm Chuck Caton. Thanks for listening. Investment advisory services offered through Duell Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.